from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So that sounds like a huge challenge to have it hit on all those fronts. How long were you in development for these recipes? We ate a lot of food, I'm not going to lie. For the first round of recipes, uh, about five months. A year and a half, over 150 recipes. I, this whole idea of being, being something versus just doing more of it. I feel a lot better. That's why I do it. I want to live longer and, and, and be well. And so that's the, that's the benefit. There's a lot of fast food, a lot of late nights, and we felt kind of old in our young bodies, you know. I'm Sarah Fenske. Perhaps Missouri is not the first place that comes to mind when you think of vegan food, but perhaps it's time to change that. St. Louis is gaining international attention as a hub for plant science, and plant-based food companies are finding that the Gateway City is a good launch pad for big ambitions. And joining us now with more is Rita Childers. She's a co-founder of Core and Rind, which launched in 2016 and now offers dairy-free cashew cheesy sauces in a thousand grocery stores across the U.S. Rita, welcome. Thank you. And Great we're, to be here. We're also joined today by Mark Connor. He's the co-founder of Rootberry. That's a plant-based food delivery company. They launched in St. Louis last July and already have 48 locations here in the St. Louis area. Mark, welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So, Mark, you've seen huge growth in only about six months. Did you have any idea when you launched that you'd be at this point today? No. We certainly had big ambitions, but we're, we're, we're growing at a rate much faster than was planned, which is nice. And so when you first launched, did you hear some skepticism from people? Wait, you're going to do vegan food from Missouri? Yes. And it was funny because I started to like try to defend it. And then it went back to our whole mission, which is more people, more plants, more often. And so in a city that loves gooey butter cake and tea ravs, it's good because just more plants more often is a good thing. And you can still enjoy those things. So we could maybe use some more uh, plant-based food here in St. We, Louis. We've got a wide range of tastes. Yes, exactly. Is that part of why you wanted to start here rather than do this in a city that might seem more obvious, like, say, a San Francisco? It, it, it definitely is. Is the, the First of all, it's our hometown. It's our family, our friends, and, and also want to do something that would make our hometown proud. Uh, but, but also the fact that um, it, it isn't limited just to people that are already eating plant-based. Mm. We wanted to expand it completely to, to everyone. Even just one meal makes a difference. So you're not committing necessarily to, I'm going all vegan. It's, hey, you can try this vegan meal and you might like it. A- absolutely. In fact, that that is the people that want to be all plants all the time. That's great. But just having everybody find their own place. We don't need to tell people what to do, just invite them to eat something delicious that just happens to be plant-based. Rita, I'm wondering if that's maybe also part of what Cora and Rind is doing. I mean, you have these cashew cheesy sauces, and so these are entirely vegan, and yet these are something that my husband was eating them last night uh, with tortilla chips. He's really (laughs) enjoying them, even though he does not keep vegan. Do you find that that you hear from people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm just giving this a try? Oh, definitely. I think a lot of, you know, flexitarians eat our cashew cheesy sauces. So, yeah, you don't have to be 100% plant-based to, you know, enjoy delicious food. Um, You know, we're really trying to make 
nostalgic comfort foods in a way that are plant-based and nourishing and delicious. So, yeah. So nostalgic comfort food, is this something, I when I think of plant-based food, I'm thinking of things that are very healthy. Is this cashew cheesy sauce necessarily healthy? Yeah. So when Katie and I created it, you know, six years ago, we... We had made a ton of lifestyle changes and went, you know, plant-based, just started eating whole foods. And we really missed those comfort foods from childhood, like mac and cheese and pizza. And that's kind of where it stemmed from, because we wanted something that was made with, say, pumpkin, cashews, olive oil, but tasted like delicious, creamy mac and cheese. And Rita, was it hard to get the science right where you're able to replicate that taste without having cheese as part of it? Oh my gosh, yes. So (laughs) Candy and I don't have, uh, you know, a food science background, but we have a culinary nutrition background. So we actually took a year and a half to create this recipe. It was over 150 recipes to get it right. And um, it took a long time, but it was worth it. (laughs) So Mark, you're not just selling one vegan product here, although there are are several versions of this cashew cheesy sauce, I should say, depending on the the flavor palette you're looking for there. But Mark, you're trying to offer a number of vegan dishes. We have some with us here today. There's spring roll in a bowl. There's cauliflower and lentil curry, shepherd's pie. This stuff all looks so good. Was it hard to come up with things that were going to be tasty to someone who's not necessarily a fully committed vegan, but also keep that plant base? Yes. And that that was actually out of the gate. We were lucky enough to pair up uh, an, a, a tremendous chef and nutritionist. And we said, number one is it's got to be delicious. And we know everything we do is plant-based. And then we'll work backwards from there. And so both to be able to make sure that it, it ultimately is healthy, um, but delicious first, and that it would actually, um, you know, we have these prepared foods and they last for eight to 11 days. So making sure that it's not only delicious on day one, but that it's delicious on day 11. So so that sounds like a huge challenge to have it hit on all those fronts. How long were you in development for these recipes? We ate a lot of food. I'm not going to lie. And, and But it was a great learning and a great experience for everybody. We all grew through it. Um, but it took... For the first round of recipes, um, about five months. Okay. And yeah. so, Mark, you're testing all these recipes yourself. Are you yourself vegan? I am not. No, I'm plant predominant. But that's And that's the whole thing. That's where it started for me was I, this whole idea of being, being something versus just doing more of it. And so I feel a lot better. That's why I do it. I want to live longer and, and, and be well. And so that's the... That's the benefit. So, Mark, what got you into this that I'm going to try to consciously eat a whole lot more plant-based foods? You're obviously not somebody who's doing this your whole life if you're like, no, I'm not even a vegan yet myself. Yes. So I turned 50 not all that long ago, and I went to the doctor, and he said, "Uh, your cholesterol is too high, your blood pressure is too high, we got to start looking at medicine. And and I was like, I do not want to go there. How did that happen? And I started talking to JT, who is my co-founder, and he was just starting to eat plant-based. And he introduced me to movies like The Game Changer and Forks Over Knives and some books like How Not to Die. And, and uh, a good one, it's, by it's the way. a well-titled book. <laughs> right? And I just started to learn all these things that I took for granted about food. And that made me starting to think about food and its impact. And then I started to feel it. It didn't take long. It took like a day. And I'd go, wow, that's this lunch, I just feel different at two o'clock. Your body so. felt different. How so? 
energy was probably one of the biggest things. So mm-hmm. at two o'clock, I'd have a lunch, my typical, I have a whatever, something greasy, whatever it is. Great and then, St. Louis lunch. Yes. And then it was nap time about two. And so <laughs> this is this, I'm, I'm feeling so seen here. <laughs> <laughs> so and I started to eat this way. And I realized what a what a big difference that made on the rest of the day. Hmm. Rita, did you have a similar story yourself where you began to see just the, the changes that can come about in your energy and in your day from eating this way? Yeah, definitely. So my co-founder and I, Candy, we met in college and <laughs> during the days when, you know, there's a lot of fast food, a lot of late nights, and we felt kind of old in our young bodies, you know, when we reconnected after college. So we were kind of on a similar health journey where we were trying to find, you know, those lifestyle changes that would give us more energy and just, um, you know, help us to thrive. And so you've been uh, selling this product now for six years. You're doing it from St. Louis. Are you finding a growing recognition from even meat and potatoes, Midwesterners, um, that this is something worth trying? Absolutely. You know, I think St. Louis, you know, we just love good food here. So <laughs> if plant-based is delicious, there there's really no problem with it. And I think that, um, you know, now that there are more and more delicious plant-based foods, um, you know, the Midwest is definitely taking more of that on. So Rita, I'm curious to hear about the growth that Cora and Ryan has ex- experienced. Um, you guys recently won an ARCH grant, but you guys didn't move here because of the ARCH grant, which is how it works for some people. You were here from the get-go here in St. Louis. What will this ARCH grant allow you to do? Right, yeah, we're so excited about the ARCH grant since we are from St. Louis. Um, yeah, so It's awesome because it will allow us to expand our broker network, which will help us um, get into more stores across the country and kind of take care of this business that we've we've grown into (laughs) recently. So we're we're so great that Arch Grant. And Rita, you're in Whole Foods at this point, and you're also in Schnucks. Is that right? Correct. And a handful of awesome independents around the city, too. Now, Mark, for you, I think a lot of people might think Rootberry is just a delivery business. We see those trucks everywhere. <laughs> they are great marketing for this concept. But you're also in Deerberg's. How did that come about? This is true. A friend of a friend uh, was willing to make an introduction, and uh, they were willing to, to hear about it and try the food. And that's where it just went quickly. I mean, I, I think the food spoke for itself far better than I could. So how do you see those two sides of the business? People getting things delivered almost in like a blue plate type of way? They're getting a regular delivery um, versus they're they're just buying something a la carte? Yeah. So we said from the beginning, we just wanted to create ways, whatever those ways are. And some people want to plan ahead and want to order, not leave their house. Some people want to go out and just you know, be serendipitous about it. And so all are good reasons. And we just want to find the way, whether it's on a university campus or it's at Deerberg's or delivered to home, that it works for them. And so do you see one side of the business almost serving as advertising for the other side of the business? They definitely work together. But I, I think I've, I, I, what we've learned so far is that people have a tendency, hmm. whatever it is. But, you know, someone that orders from us that might have run out and then they go, yep, I ran to Deerberg's today and got it for lunch. That's great. That, okay, that's great. Well, so now you're in 48 cities. That's for delivery? No, no, no. Uh, we're So we're in, sorry, we're in 48 locations here in the St. Louis. So we, we launched this 
in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. We're only going to be in St. Louis to start. And then we're going to grow from here. So everything we learn here is what we're going to do. So we're in offices. We're in Deerbergs. We're in um, at WashU. And we've got a lot of good things cooking here. So. so what do you see as future potential for expansion? Do you see this as something where you're hoping to take it across the state of Missouri? Or do you see, hey, let's go to where there's all these plant-based food lovers? Yes, it is short term. The immediate term is to grow here in Missouri and to learn about operating this because we want to make food locally and deliver it locally. Mm-hmm. And then everything we learn here will do uh, somewhere else, whether it's Cincinnati or Nashville or what have you. And and that was why starting in St. Louis was also uh, such a great opportunity that we could learn these lessons here and they could uh, translate. It seems like that might be really attractive to p- funders down the road where you can say, hey, we're making this work in St. Louis. We're showing huge growth in a city where you might not even think there's a market for this. Correct. Okay. Yes, that is that's definitely the game plan. Yep. So, Rita, for you, I understand currently you're manufacturing in Colorado, but you're hoping to bring that back to Missouri at some point. What would it take to do that? Yeah, um, hopefully, you know, down the line in a few years when we've grown into more stores and have more SKUs, we can, you know, bring the production back here. So we're actually fundraising this year and, you know, to help us scale and as soon as we, you know, get into more distribution, hopefully we can bring it back to St. Louis. So I see just big growth for both of these companies. It's so exciting to see. Um, Mark, what do you see as where do you hope to be in five years with this? I hope that St. Louis will be an amazing success and that we will be throughout the Midwest in major markets with our own kitchens delivering locally and really uh, being a standard for what great plant-based food can be in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the company Rootberry. If you're interested in getting a food-based delivery or a plant-based plant-based food delivery, um, Rootberry has you covered. They're also in Deerberg's. Rootberry co-founder Mark Connor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And I also want to say thank you, Rita Childers. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Rita is a co-founder of Corin Rind. They do uh, vegan uh, cashew cheesy sauces. You can get those in a thousand stores across the U.S. That includes Schnucks. It also includes Whole Foods. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.